Hello, everyone. This is Rosie, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of my podcast called "My Intrusive Thoughts." Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I hope you're having a good day. I hope you've had a good week. I hope that all the to-do lists have been completed, done, and dusted. So you're ready to start the weekend, kick it off with me, as we've been doing for the past couple weeks, and I've really been enjoying this journey so far. And today, finally, finally, I have managed to procure, <laughs> to produce oh, uh, this. This uh, what do I call it? Um, This rare chance of having a guest speaker on this podcast is the first time, and there probably are going to be a lot of technical glitches happening. So I'm sorry in advance to everyone who has to listen to me ramble and then maybe get cut off in the middle or sound distant or whatever. But hang in there, guys. Hang in there. I'm trying to figure this thing out, and eventually I will. So. I know I can go off and start rambling straight away, but since we have a guest today, we'll let them feel the privilege of being on this show by letting them introduce themselves. So here we have Dr. Hisham. Well, thank you, Rukia. So nice of you. I'm really happy that you have me on your podcast. And there's certainly not a gun to my head. I'm here on my own will. So my name is Hisham, and uh, I'm one of Rukia's friends. And we met a year ago. We were classmates, but we never spoke. Which is surprising because we literally studied for three to four years together. We were at one point living in the same building, but we barely, yeah, you know, crossed paths. Like it's like two different worlds. She was off doing her things. I was doing my things. But <laughs> I think, in my defense, mm. it was mostly because I had sworn off Pakistanis. Uh, like the minute I saw a Pakistani coming my way, mm. I would just take a U-turn and start walking in the other direction because of some very traumatic experiences I had. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. you know when I got yeah. to China. So I think that is one of the biggest reasons why we never yeah, talked. And uh, the excuse on my end is that I never really cared. <laughs> I never really noticed okay. her. Look, okay. I, never, I never really noticed her walking around. Like I saw her in class. I used to see her going up and down the stairs. But that's it. Then she disappeared around the corner. I'm like, where's this girl? She just disappears. Okay. I'm tiny, but I'm not that tiny. You're like a myth to me. <laughs> okay. okay. Now so, I feel some type of way. You know, I feel I mean, like I'm Voldemort. Everybody's like, but uh, you must not speak their name. But I just took it. Okay, so. You've contradicted yourself. Is this a podcast? Is this podcast credible? <laughs> And all jokes aside, um, I am from Pakistan, but I'm not only Pakistani. I'm half Sri Lankan. My mom's from Sri Lanka. I was born and raised in Kuwait, and uh, then went on to study medicine in China, and then came to Pakistan. Yeah, here I, am now. I like to I like to imagine God when he was making him. He was just like going through different DNAs, and he's like, "I'll pick this, pick that." He made a cocktail of DNA, different okay. fragments, and then he just joined them together. 
that word, the word cocktail brings back so many memories because Arab people, they really, they don't have a vast vocabulary, right? So whenever they, whenever you tell them that you're from two different cultures, they're like, oh, cocktail, cocktail. <laughs> yeah. That just sounds so weird in that accent. All right. So, I mean, this podcast is usually just me rambling off. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to take some creative liberty here sure, sure. and I will probably pretend to be an in- interviewer. Is that the oh, word? Interviewer. Sure, sure. And okay. I'm going to interview you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, are you ready for it? Yeah, but I can't promise anything. I might start interviewing you. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. We're going to get through this. We'll get So, Dr. Hisham, almost Dr. Hisham. Yes, almost Dr. Rukhaya. Um, my first question for you would probably be that, mm. why did you choose medicine? What got you into this profession? All right, all right, all right, all right. let me answer your question. You see, when we're all little children, we all have dreams and ambitions, right? And for miles in my generations, my, mo- my mom's side or my dad's side, No one's anything close to a doctor, right? But I don't know. I was, I guess, it was around the time I gained conscious, right? When you start to realize you have, you have hands and feet <laughs> and um, you have a face and a nose. I just looked in the mirror one day and I was like, when I grow up, I will become a doctor. But so you just looked at yourself in the mirror and you were like, this yeah, is a doctor. This guy, I'd, I'd, I'd get medicine from. Yeah, so you imagine yourself in a white coat and oh, yeah. the stethoscope all the and all the walking time, down the, the hall looking all busy. And there was this, uh, I guess, a social thing. Mm-hmm. All the people around me, all my uh, parents' friends, they'd come over and they'd look at me. And they'd all be like, oh, this guy is, is such a cute boy. I hope he grows up to become a doctor. And I hate to think that that psychology was instilled into my brain and that just... No, it's true. These, these things do influence you. Like, mm. um, growing up, I think I went through every phase imaginable. Mm. When I got into high school, that is when I sort of started developing an interest for medicine. Mm-hmm. But one thing stayed constant all along mm-hmm. was that little part of me that wanted to be a musician, Ooh, okay. which astounded my parents. It It basically made them... very for my life they were like oh my god we are so like we are literally a decision away from losing this girl to the world of arts arts and, they, and that was do you think they would have disowned you no they wouldn't have disowned me but they would probably my <laughs> general value <laughs> no. would have decreased no. like let me put it this way okay. if you know there was a flood and no. it was my sister who's studying psychology okay. and then it was me studying who was music. what a drummer a guitarist maybe a vocalist in some band mm-hmm. and they had to choose one okay <laughs> i don't like where this is going but <laughs> they would probably you know go for my sister first and i'll be an afterthought oh you know oh, the drummer girls because <laughs> uh, no i'm, I'm mm-hmm. just kidding obviously nothing like that i love my parents they're probably gonna uh save me too oh, but yeah. then again you know yes. jack could have been saved but rose decided not to And Wait, I stand should, by that. Let's not, However controversial that sounds. Listen, listen, let's not go there. <laughs> she was a, she was the most selfish B-word in history. Right? Oh my God. He there was there. space. 
he went no, there. There was space for another man on that door, or whatever it was. She just couldn't bother. She she had other lovers to love. She had other paintings to. She had to live a ninety-year-old life, a rich ninety-year-old life, and you know have grandkids and so. And then at the end of it, she had the audacity. Just say she He's going me. there, guys. He's going there. I, but I'm, okay, I'm there. let's not let's not you know go on that little tangent here. So as I was saying, mm-hmm. um, I guess you sort of see people around you yeah. saying all sorts of things. And Look, my uncle was a writer, right? Mm, so right. <clears throat> that is what influenced me mm. a lot growing up. And then my mother was a teacher. I mean, I mean she still is a professor. Mm. So that also influenced me in, in a way. And then my dad. Was there? <laughs> he was. He was a doctor. So yeah, and then he, so he always, um, you know, was very interested in teaching me these things. He was so eager to answer all my questions related mm-hmm. to medicine, and I think that was the biggest, what do you call it, turning point for me. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, the biggest pitch because okay. I just watched him be all excited. Like mm-hmm. I would ask him a single question. Like you know, what are neutrons? And then he would go on this like little journey of explaining everything he knew about them, and he was so enthusiastic about it that just watching him talk about something he loved it really inspired me. So I guess that would probably be the biggest reason why I chose medicine. But yeah, you're right; people influence you a lot. You know. But you see, I I uh, I didn't do justice to that. I didn't do justice to my childhood, to be honest. And I really can't remember when I wanted to become a doctor. It was always. Something that I felt I've always had this interest in science and literature. Mm-hmm. You know, I was so naive when I started medical school. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd be done with medical school, then I'd do my masters in English literature. Oh my God! Same here. See that? See how naive I was? <laughs> oh, oh my! That's just literally how what I thought. Like this is me back in A levels. You know, mm-hmm. when I was deciding for my. Um, you know specialty subjects yeah. and i was like i'm going to have like two languages mm. so i picked up um english literature and then i picked up spanish and then i was like oh i can mm. do hola like... como estas señora si si now my my spanish has gone okay sara yo soy yes no hablo español uh you hablo español un poco un speak más <laughs> no un poco okay so stop. let's not you okay, know so uh Masters yeah, so in literature. basically, <clears throat> so I was, you know, thinking of picking up my language courses, and then I was like, I can also have the science subjects as well. So I picked up like all these courses. And then, if you have studied in Pakistan and you've done your A levels here, you would know that <laughs> <laughs> what I did was <laughs> the biggest crime anybody could commit, because all those subjects all together were the worst mixture for my mental health. And I ended up dropping English, and then just ended up doing like the Spanish government exam, but mm-hmm. not the uh, A level exam. And then mm-hmm. I just sort of <laughs> almost failed at my sciences because I was all over the place. But yeah, mm-hmm. and I, in my head, I was like, I am gonna use both of these mm-hmm. sort of things. I'm gonna keep them together. I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna be riding yeah, both these trains. Good and done. <laughs> yeah, and then. But look at us now. Look at us. Now. Yeah, it's kind of it just went downhill from there. Yeah, I feel bad for the kid that wanted to do both majors. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they had dreams, they, they had, had hopes, and and I admired them for they their. See, they say that they say that life starts at forty. Mm-hmm. I might I might start at forty. Yeah, we might. What do you mean? Just I mean all that hard work we put in. 
<laughs> you know, at forty, we're just gonna press reset after going all through all of this. It would be like an upgrade, you know. Like people would look at me and be like, "That's a doctor, but mm. he's also a professor in English." <laughs> that that would be something. You could be a professor doctor. <clears throat> oh, you know, teaching at a, I don't know, a prestigious. I would ex- <laughs> literature. I would exclusively teach medicine to English speaking people. <laughs> that's my, that's my new power. <laughs> okay, yeah, as yeah, we've never heard of that. That's so rare. That's so You're gonna be the first of your kind. Anyway, <clears throat> so yeah, you were saying so. So let's just uh, now that you've got a bit of backstory about us. Uh, let me let me tell you a bit about my life before before I met this wonderful. Okay, yeah, and before we came to Pakistan, okay, sure. <laughs> I had to. I had to. It would have you been just... an insult to my Chinese if I had it. All those years spent learning Chinese, I want to touch on that. Mm-hmm. I want us to talk about mm-hmm. the whole Chinese. flex your Chinese. Nah, I you don't... have a platform. I do, I do. But these people came to listen to our story. <laughs> <laughs> I'll invite you all to my podcast, and you can listen to my Chinese at my time. Mm-hmm. No, all right. So, COVID hit. I left China just to attend a wedding, right? I guess we all did. Okay, I've got the same story. I came here for a week, and uh, things just worked out so weirdly that I didn't go back to China. I went back to Kuwait. You know, my mom was like, "Just go back home, just for a week, and then you go back to China." And then what happened is the world closed down on us. Each and every one was stuck in their own houses. The world was like, "Stay where you are." Stay where you are. And guess where I was stuck in, in the most comfortable place on earth, right? Kuwait is like heaven for procrastinators, for the lazy people. It's just you lay around all day, eat good food, and just watch Netflix and do nothing else in your life. I mean, right. I have not been to Kuwait, but I've been to Saudi, and I can vouch for that because all I did for three weeks that I was staying with my dad was just eat, sleep, watch movies, and that's it. It's 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 a very comfortable life, no, and like, I admire no people no who idea. wake up every day, go to work, yeah. whilst being surrounded by all these comforts, Com- comforts you yeah. know, of life, faculties, facilities. But uh, where was I? COVID, Kuwait. And I was just living my best life, uh, to the point where every day was so monotone and so dull and boring. I don't even know how I started talking to this girl. Exams. Exams. We were swapping notes. Were we? Yeah. Uh, and I don't even know how, why I started talking. Like I, I just reached. I'm like, I've talked to everyone in school except this girl. Let me just. We were both just anxious about what's gonna happen, and we were stuck in places that we did not see ourselves being stuck in, and then oh, yeah. we just sort of bonded over that. And then one thing led to another, and next thing we know, this dude is flying to Pakistan, and we've decided that we're gonna start our internship together. And even that came around in a very weird way because mm-hmm. around this time, back like last year. Last year. We had no idea what we were going to be doing. Oh no. We, we were, were just like, throwing lost. arrows into the dark just hoping something would come out of it. Yeah. And then we talked to one of our seniors and he was like, "Why don't you guys come hang out with me for a day and, you know, mm. look around, 
get a feel oh, off you, my you, hospital. You, you got to tell these people about like the first on our own experience, like lost in Lahore, going from <laughs> hospital to hospital. Oh yeah, that was itself uh, a journey. I I kind of did not want to bring that up because. <laughs> It's just it's the part of my life that I don't want to look back on because rejection after rejection after rejection. And it was it was the it was the most in your face kind of rejection, you know? Yeah. Like, you, They were not subtle about it. No, no, not at all. They're like you foreign medical graduates, get out. <laughs> I think one of them actually shoved that Supreme Court order oh, in our faces yeah. too. And he was so polite about it. He sat us down and he's like Look at this piece of paper. It says that you both cannot work here. <laughs> the most polite way that I've ever been told to fuck off. Yeah. That guy did it. He, he was did. so nice about it too. So we didn't feel bad at all until we got home and we were like, "What the fuck just happened? <laughs> what the hell just happened?" And we discovered it, and that's what happened. And uh, you see, things always work out for the best. Don't you think so? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was a miracle in itself that we got to talk to. Our senior, and he was like, "Why don't you come hang out?" And mm. so we made the first journey. Yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> memorable journey of from Lahore to uh, this place four hours away. And we were like, "Yeah, let's just hang out. We'll see what you know happens." We were we came with without any expectations, and we were like, "If nothing goes well, at least we'll have um, you know traveled out of." The city uh, and you know seen something yeah. just just you know being out and about for a day so that was the kind of mindset we had when we came here and one thing led oh, to another God. you want to you want to talk about the first first time we came here in your your mom had rented this car for us right yeah and uh, we land in this new city and she wants coffee obviously <laughs> <laughs> this caffeine addict <laughs> I mean, we were in the car for almost five hours, yeah, and then without coffee, and we basically started this journey around like three a.m. Oh, and yeah, we'd been was, in the car. It was early in the morning. Yeah. yeah, and I just I needed that coffee. I needed to wake up, and mm. we almost died that day whilst entering the city because um, my driver almost fell asleep, and I just I lost it. I was like, oh my god, we need to stop. I, it wasn't. It was not for me. That coffee was for him. But he didn't have the coffee, did he? <laughs> he was in the But car. he needed that break. I think so it did look, him good. This new city, we don't know anything about it, and um, we start looking on Google for some coffee shops. Yeah. And we end up in this place. It's a fancy schmancy hotel. Yeah. We don't look up. You know, when you're in a new city, you only look down. You look down at the road, or you look at the people in front of you. You don't look up into the buildings, right? And we failed to notice that we've walked into one of the most pretentious chain hotels in this world. I don't want to name it, but it starts with an R. Ends with an A. Yeah. Okay. And but that was an experience. I felt I, I think that actually set a precedent for mm. us to have a good time because oh, yeah. that coffee tasted good. It was good. And we got a chance to sort of wind down after that long ass journey oh, and like, recollect ourselves. You felt like royalty when you saw <laughs> yeah, all these expensive, uh, you know, expensively dressed people were coming down for their breakfast, and we were just sitting there all wide eyed. Oh, and... they're me with my uh, jean jacket and <laughs> jeans, yeah, and all this... disheveled and all all sorts of like tired that we could be having just uh, sort of survived a near-death experience on the road. So it was memorable. It yeah, was of memorable. course.
Right, so we are in this new city and we finally met our senior and we looked around and we thought to ourselves that maybe this could work. And so on that very moment, like I think it took me 10 minutes at most to decide that this is what I'm going to be doing. I'm hauling my ass all the way from home, moving to the city, four hours away, away from my family and everything. And I'm just doing it. So that was me having decided that this is it. This is going to be my life for the next year. What did you think? When did you come to this decision? You know, I, I've already made up my mind when I left Kuwait. Uh-huh. This was the only thing that was that I was going to do, whether it was in Lahore <laughs> or if we had to go to Sri Lanka. <laughs> Or we had to do it in this... Yeah, that was in the books too. I remember yeah. when we were planning to go to Sri Lanka for this. But thank God we did. Thank God. Yeah, I mean, things work out. They have their own course of But yeah, action. so for me, it was since day one. Uh-huh. I knew it, uh, this is the only thing that I have to do now. Like, uh, spend a year in, a, in any hospital. And I had a friend to do it with. So. I think that was also, yeah, yeah, one of the things that really drove me to doing this because I was like, I can't do this on my own. I would not have done this on my own. So thank you for being here. So the internship itself is a concept that a lot of you privileged asses who have studied in Pakistan would not know about. <laughs> and I mean that oh. with the utmost respect. She, because no, no, she means that in complete disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> because um, this is a concept that's so foreign to these people. Mm-hmm. And every time I've met a local graduate, I have had to explain this over and over and over again to the point that now I feel like I should record this whole experience, oh, like yeah. everything to do with this internship and keep it with me. And every time someone's like, oh, so you're from China. Or you just, just create a Spotify playlist and like track five. <laughs> <laughs> track five. Yeah. This is, listen to this. You'll understand why I'm here, what I'm doing, what is my purpose in life. So anyways, um, this is basically a period before we graduate mm-hmm. and it's compulsory for us to yes, do. And yes, usually yes, in yes. China, we have to work in the affiliated hospitals of our university, our schools, institutes, whatever. But unfortunately, since we were stuck here, we had to find ourselves a, a hospital that would let us work. And by work, I mean be an observer because that yeah. was the most they were willing to <clears throat> let us do. That's like the first thing they told us. Yeah. Um, so we were like, okay, and according to the internship, we have to, it's basically like the house job. Uh, so the only people, thing is that we didn't have any... don't know what a house job is. Could you explain a house job? Basically, it's a mandatory one-year training that yes. you have to take after you graduate from medical school in Pakistan. Uh, actually, everywhere else as well. Oh, so yeah. you uh, in, basically are an intern in different departments. And usually people intern in surgery, uh, general surgery, then they do general medicine, and then they take an allied course, like allied department. So maybe gynecology for allied surgery and peds medicine for, you know, Medicine, medicine light. Medicine. So yeah, there are different other departments that you could go to uh, as well. So that's basically supposed to be a year-long training mm, yeah. program. But for us, it's like one and a half years. Yeah, that, the internship. The internship. Is, yeah. So which is basically uh, off the radar sort of thing, under the table sort of thing, because it's not recognized here, uh, because we have not graduated yet. So we are not considered house officers, but we're not even we're medical students house. so it's we're just so, <laughs> yeah we're just a house we're like somewhere in between we are that uh, 
that kiosk that you see uh the, you know in the middle of the desert oh, just yeah, on the just... side of the road we are that basically like in the uh, in the middle of the journey to somewhere the, to all the filipino speakers listening we are the buckles <laughs> Yeah, that and that's what you, we are. You guys know what that means. <laughs> yeah, you need to. You must. Anywho, so uh, we have to intern in surgery. We have to do it in gynae. We have to also do it in medicine. And then mm. there were like other uh, allies that we had to do as well. But that was for us um, a choice because we did not have the time to like go everywhere, do everything. So, you know, but we tried. We tried to follow a pattern. We did. We tried to spend three months in every department we did, but yeah. uh, some things didn't work out at the end. Yeah, and which is sort of kind. Yeah. What do you call it? Like <laughs> a little. Um... Look, the easiest way to say it is sad. Right? <laughs> it was sad. We were sad. We are kind of sad. <laughs> I didn't want to say sad because that would be a little too dramatic. No. I'm kind of relieved that we're you finally done. You know what done. would be dramatic? What? If you'd say it's excruciating. That's. <laughs> Right. So, I'm not a poet, so I I don't think I would opt for that word. But everyone's a poet. but yeah, we are now finally at the end of this long journey yeah. that has lasted us almost a year. Almost a year, exactly. Exactly a year, yeah. So um, we are so prepared for the future. I think. Yes, we are. But <laughs> the future future seems kind of lonely. You know, I don't know. Oh, it's, it's okay. It's like I'll we lose. are. We'll we'll all be alone together, <laughs> lonely together. Yeah, that's that's all not what in... I mean. <laughs> But I mean, thank thank you for your interpretation. I I mean, the thing is, <clears throat> in this field, it's like at a certain point, it's only you and you alone. I don't know. I to me, that's how it feels. I think that applies to everything in life. Mm. You come to this world alone, unless you are. A twin a like me. Twin? Yeah. <laughs> like, like you guys weren't conjoined, right? But yeah, thankfully that would have been yeah. another. Or maybe disaster. you were and you don't know. They never no, told she, you. No, she. My twin sister was a stillbirth, and she basically passed away before um, um, so developing properly. So, wow. Let Let me not start <laughs> indulging all my deep dark secrets. This. Podcast is called My Intrusive Thoughts. Okay. Oh, okay. And we're staying true to that. It's Thank okay. you It's for okay. reminding that. Right. So I'll let you do the honors of explaining the first day. Okay. Cool. What did you feel like? So let me paint a picture for you guys. It's me, Rukeya, and sad to say that I. It's me. <laughs> Taylor Swift just jumped okay. out. I'm the back. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, Please go okay. ahead. So it was both of us and the senior of us, right? And we meet him. He takes us out to eat. And by the way, we went to the same restaurant just yeah. before recording this podcast. Coming full circle, Coming we're full trying circle. to do everything that we did when we got here. Yeah. So he takes us to the hospital. And he's he tells us all these things like oh you guys can start in medicine you guys can start in surgery he takes us to nephrology yeah right that's where he was at yeah when we came and that place was so dull to me I walked in and I was like what is this am I in a dungeon okay first of all the stench the stench was horrid I, I I don't know why I couldn't stand it 
did you go into the Dallas's room? Because I went there and that was god awful. And I felt so bad for the patient. It was my first day as well. Never been into a hospital setting as an internee. Yeah. And then the fact that you oh, see all these people. You remind people. me. Wait, wait, you remind me. We have to talk about the power of the scrubs. Power of the white coat. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Go on. So I walk in and I'm dressed in my normal clothes because at that point we did not know that we could just you know buy ourselves some scrubs and yeah. just walk around in that yeah. and be more comfortable. But then I was all dressed up. You know, it was cold. It was February, so it was pretty cold. Yeah. And I walk in, it's stuffy inside because they had heaters and everything. And then on top of that, um, the smell of just, you know, the it, it felt like diseases in there. Yeah. And it felt like, uh, I don't want to say it, but rotting flesh for some reason. I don't know why. Oh, God. That was horrendous. And then all these people lying in on, on stretchers and beds and just, it was a very morbid sort of atmosphere. Mm. And... I felt like I felt my the graph of my adrenaline go from like you know <laughs> K two to like rock bottom. Rock bottom below sea level. Yeah, Mariana and I was like, what levels. the what 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 I'm what am I doing here? Like, hmm. I was constantly thinking of the fact that I have to be in this environment for the next whole year, and me already having anxiety issues. Hmm. This was like the last thing that I would want to put myself oh, and, through. And you know what the worst part was? Mm-hmm. Uh. Our senior, he wanted us to wait a bit. Yeah. So he kept us in a waiting room in the uh, nephrology ward. Yeah. And that place was... There were people staring. There were people like, what are you guys doing here? Yeah, people it felt just, like we were animals in a cage. We were intruding on some, like, uncharted grounds, you know? Like some... And we did not feel at home. So obviously, we were just sitting there all, like, rock-like, yeah. with, like statues, and just waiting for him to give us commands. And it just felt awful <laughs> that first day was very but you see that took a real turn because uh just after a little while we all came to the conclusion that we'd start inserting yeah and so we go to ward number five yay <laughs> the most infamous <laughs> ward in the hospital for all yeah. the best reasons i love that place. Okay. love y'all folks please yeah. if you're listening in to all the people you know who you no, are actually <laughs> no actually i think this experience was made by ward five yeah i no. I, what i'm trying to say is that this whole experience was made better and i think to some extent the best that we could have had mm-hmm. yeah. given the circumstances because of one person yes this one person who became our dumbledore mcgonagall <laughs> I don't know, Tony Stark, yep. everything for us. He okay? was the daddy bear. Yeah, that, that dude is everything. Sir, if you're listening. Thank you very much. Thank you, for Thank you very much for doing what you did for us. Because what is this behavior, Pooja? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is one line that I have to always tell him. What is this behavior, Pooja? Because, you know, this is, this is it for me. This, yeah, you just... This is how we greet our, each other when we talk. So, this one guy mm-hmm. was a PGR uh, in in surgery, and we met him the first day. And he was so busy. Yeah. So busy. Actually, later on we get we get to learn that the, he's not actually busy. <laughs> but the art of looking busy. The art of running around, acting busy. No, so but per- he kind of was. At that day, I think he had a list too. Mm-hmm. 
do at the OD, nah. but let's let's no, no, not. No. <clears throat> Listen. Uh, so our senior introduces us to this PGR, and he looks at us head to toe. He's like, "Okay, I can work with you guys." <laughs> Fair me. enough. Follow me. Yeah. And he takes us to the HOD zoo. Yeah. Which turns out that he is a friend of my father's. Wow. Not just a friend. He's actually his <laughs> classmate. And um, he was very nice to us. And yeah. he's like, yeah, sure. Go ahead, guys. But he's guys. very straightforward also. You know, yeah. He's like, no, no Y'all are going to work here. Y'all better be on your best behavior. No, and that's it. No touching the patient. <laughs> yeah. No touching the patient. That reminded me of that one scene in Harry Potter when... Voldemort comes back to life mm-hmm. in the fourth part, and then he goes and he touches Harry on the forehead. <laughs> it's like that was that is what I was imagining. It's like don't touch the patient. I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> we will not touch the patients. Oh my god. Um, and yeah, so that's how it all started. And he gave us permission to observe in his ward as yeah. attorneys, and we were finally in. We were yes, in. We, we are in. into the system. But folks, uh, I'll let our precious host speak for now. I shall take the back seat and, and wait for part two. Oh, you've already given it away. I was going to be like, am I going to do a part two and tell you about the rest of the story? Allegedly a part two. <laughs> <laughs> you can't take it back now. But thank you so much, guys, if you've stuck by for this long. I don't know how long this is going to be. Uh, but yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this. And... Hopefully, we can do a part two and continue this conversation about our experiences during this internship year that we've had and tell you all about our adventures mm-hmm. Mostly. and more. So, till then, Allah Hafiz and please be safe out there. Please, please, please be safe. Be kind to each other and I'll see you next Friday. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.